This is the Michigan Business Network, and you found the Leadership Lowdown. So glad you joined us, and so glad I have the opportunity to be with today a fantastic community leader that I met just a short time ago, and I was so impressed. I just dreamed, oh my gosh, we've got to have him on the Leadership Lowdown because there's such a story to tell. His name is Gregory Eaton, and you probably know him because he's a community leader, a lobbyist, and a great businessman, and most importantly, somebody that cares deeply about his community. So, Gregory, welcome to our show. We're glad you're here. Well, I'm very glad to be here. You know, Lansing is my home, and I love it, and I love the people around it. And I grew up here, and it was a good education for me of getting in business and doing things that I like to do with people. I'm a people person. Well, that's what so inspired me, and I think we'll have a chance to talk about that today in our show. But take me back a few years. You're not necessarily what we call years ago a spring chicken. You've been around for a few years, and your time here in Lansing has been long. You've seen a lot of changes and a lot of great things, but take us back to your high school and where it all started here. You were born here. I'm born and raised here. I'm a third generation of out of Lansing, my grandparents came here. My grandmother came here from Canada when she was two years old in 1884. And then my grandfather came later. He was born in Canada and came out of Detroit to Lansing and met her and married. So it's been my home and it's been my love. I went to junior high, West Junior High School in Sexton. I played sports in school, three sports and you know. Lansing Hall of Fame, football, basketball, and track. And it was a part of my life that I took to the business. I took it to business because sports is a team effort. And you need a quarterback of this, you need this, you need that, you need that. And I kind of led my life that way. I started in business when I was 20 years old with Greg's Genitorial. We searched for dirt. Ended up with five trucks. (laughs) Was that your tagline, we searched for dirt? Yeah, I had a little guy with a magnifying glass. We searched for dirt. That's awesome. And that was your first business, right? So was there somebody that said, hey, Greg, if you want to make it big in the world, you need to work for yourself? Or was it just innately in you? Was it something your mom and dad put you that you needed to have your own business? Because you're a great entrepreneur. And where did that come from? Well, it comes from my grandfather on my mother's side. He was a businessman in Albion, Michigan. And then my community. We had Rankin Lewis, who was the first with the Packers for Granger and all of them. We had Matthews Restaurant, who was, you know, in my neighborhood. And the thing, and that's heating. And he used to be a coal man, then he started a heating company. And they were in my neighborhood. So it was the people, Burr's Gas Station. These were the black people in my life that I wanted to be like. I wanted Mm. to be my own business and own boss. And uh, it all surrounded itself. And then getting into politics with Gil Haley as the head of the Michigan Auto Dealers hired me as a young man to running around and doing some things at the office. And then later in life, in 63, he asked me to, you know, I want to be a lobbyist. You know, I said, a lobbyist. (laughs) How do you spell that? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I didn't know anything about lobbying. I says, well, he says, well, you're good with people and you'll catch up. 
And <laughs> the I rest did. you'll figure out. Well, and that's what happens when you have somebody that's bright and energetic and willing to work hard. Some great things can happen. But, you know, you listed off a number of business people that were there that you witnessed early in a young life. I don't know if any of those folks are still with us today, but if they... Everyone if, I mentioned to is gone. Yeah, but boy, if they could see you today, yeah. they'd be pretty proud, wouldn't you think? Yeah, and I had a paper route, you know, I had the things like that and learn how to, you know, get the papers there on time and collect my money. And I really loved that. I mean, it was a part of me and then giving back to someone else. And then I help some next kid next to me, you know, you know. My probably phone rings probably four or five times a week. Young people coming in and sit down and I talk to, and they wonder why how I've been successful. Uh-huh. I think successful is being like what you do and giving back. Mm. Like I mean, what you do and giving way. back. It's not, not much more complicated than that, is it? No, it's simple. And then they'll look at me and see the things I have, the you know, Bentley cars and this and the travel and this. But th- that just came with the territory. I mean, I got blessed there, you know, but I mean, it's giving back. And I think when you give back, something happens good to you. I mean, you know, I think we're all created by God, you know, he didn't make a mistake. He made each one of us. I mean, it could be good, the bad, and ugly, but he believed in people. And I really, truly believe in people. Well, and what do they say, Gregory? They always say God doesn't make junk. And so that's really one of the things that I think is an inspiration. When we see people like you that came through time, and really there's so many different things I'm sure you had to overcome along the way, but I'm just so impressed with your story, so impressed with the way you give back and the time that you've taken to be with us here today on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Versa with Greg Eaton, and we'll be right back. Physicians Health Plan is local. For 35 years, we've been a part of your community, and we take pride in helping you get the coverage, care, and personal service you deserve. Go to phpmichigan.com for more information. We're the health plan that works for you. And we're back right here on the Leadership Lowdown on the Michigan Business Network. I am so privileged to be with Gregory Eaton. He is an impressive community leader that has a lot of great success in his wake and a lot of great things that he does. And, of course, we learned early on that the secret isn't that complicated. Like what you do and be sure that you give back. And so along the way, as we're talking today, you learned some lessons early on. And in those early days, you started a business. But tell me about some of the early lessons learned and kind of how it began to blossom in your world. Well, my mother taught me, she says, Gregory, I'm proud of you. You're as good as anybody. Being black or colored or Negro back in the times, you know, it was a little different. But she says, you're as good as anyone, but you're not better than anyone. And that was a good lesson I learned from my mom. And I believe that, you know. 
little bit of that is what I found somebody, Gregory, and as I got to meet you, what I was so impressed with was what I felt was humility in your world because you were very approachable. You basically were more than happy to share your thoughts and you're just such a great giving person. So obviously that's pretty much where that all started. You were taught that at a pretty early age. At an early age. Yes, I was. And I never forgot it. But my parents were that way. I had great parents, you know. My mother came up from the south to Elbion, Michigan when she was three years old and raised in Elbion, Michigan. My dad was born and raised here. So they taught me very well. And it just, it was a natural thing we did, you know. And it was Gary Knapp, a white kid across the street from me, was my first buddy that I ran around with across the street. Right. And I got pictures of that today. And... (laughs) I never lived in a world that was any different. It was a world of people. My family never taught me about race and this and that and that. You know, the older I got, I read about in the papers and the newspapers and the the tragedies and the things that happened. But we always put that in a different world and kept moving on to the world that it really is and dealing with people and respecting each other. Well, what you're sharing with me, Gregory, I think is impressive because, look, all the bad things swirl around you in your early days and around a lot of us there's a lot of bad that goes on but it feels a little bit like you took the philosophy that I can only control the things that I can control and the rest is beyond me so I'm going to focus on what I can impact and what I can do in a positive light and move on and you had some good mentors and that were early on started you in that direction but I want to ask you for people that are listening in and they're thinking I want to create a successful world like Gregory Eaton has done for himself I know it comes with hard work but boy there's some people skills that you have that I think helped you become a lobbyist it helped you become good at business and get through things do you think that was caught or taught I think that I was taught and pick up the good. You know, like a sifter, you put something in, you shake it, yeah. the bad stuff goes out, and you keep the good stuff. And that's what I always kind of judge myself in life. I put everything in a bowl and shake it up. The bad stuff goes and I let it go. And I don't worry about it. But I keep the good things and make that move forward. Wow. I mean, honestly, and I just need to stop here just for a second, Gregory, because so much of what I run into today, and maybe you can validate this, it just feels like a lot of people want to take on and have a bad event in their life. And they dwell on that event rather than just look forward and say, okay, that was an event. It isn't something I have to live with forever. A quick side story, Gregory, my mom died on Christmas morning, my senior year in high school. And I can tell you, I've looked through the calendar every single day of the year and can't find a good day to lose your mom. And so my point is this, it happened Christmas Day. I love Christmas. I love the reason for the season. I love the twinkle in little kids' eyes. And I even love fruitcake, right? It's not that I have to relive the negativity. It happened, move on, right? So it feels like that's the lessons you're sharing. And I learned that because God, like you said, didn't make any mistakes. (laughs) Very good. Very good. Well, and so you've got this business that you started all those years ago, and we're going to run out of time in this segment, but I want to figure that out. Did you have employees and a lot of things that went with it? Were you a one-man band at that time? I was a one-man band at first I started. Then I ended up with five trucks, and, you know, then I bought real estate, and then I sold real estate. 
you know, I bought homes. I bought some from, and I sold to the state of Michigan. I bought some. I sold to General Motors, and you know, then I went into housing business, low-income housing, and Sturgis and Three Rivers, and then and, and Traverse City. And then, uh, 32 years ago, I started one of the founders of Metro Cars, is a ground transportation in Detroit. Oh, sure. We have the Detroit Airport contract. We have Grand Rapids, and we're in Sacramento. We had Vegas, and but we pulled out of Vegas with this, and never went back. We had Vegas, yeah. Bell, and but that's one that went under, and we just I let it go and started all over again with something else, you know. Well, and it's remarkable to see your attitude and some of the great positivity that you have in your life. We want to unpack the rest of your fantastic career, and we're going to do that right after this quick break. This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero right here on the Leadership Lowdown with Gregory Eaton. We'll be right back. Michigan Works Association believes the key to advancing prosperity across the state is accomplished through building a skilled workforce. As the state's primary workforce development association, their focus is to continue to move the needle on policy, education, and collaboration. They're creating an opportunity and building stronger communities by advocating and innovating together. back right here on the Leadership Lowdown with the amazing and impressive Gregory Eaton. He is with us today to talk about his business enterprises that have happened over all these years, not only throughout Michigan, but throughout the country. And he's done great things here in the greater Lansing area. And Gregory, before we lose all of our time, just because these segments go so quick on us, I happen to have the first opportunity to go to what is a little bit Boy, I think this is a quality description, but feels like a museum because when you walk into Gregory's Restaurant, that's right there at the, I think it's the north tip of Martin Luther King. I think that's in Grand River. But my point is, is that you walk in, it feels a little bit like a museum. There's so much pictures and history. Tell me, where did that come from? Because you've been there at that site for over 50 years, I think. 23 years there and 25 downtown. Oh, my goodness. I was at LCC, right, and on the campus. Oh, okay. And the reason for that, my dad was a bartender at a private club called the Press Club. Okay. So, you know, I started turning bar and helping him out when I was a kid, fixing martinis and all that things before I knew my ABCs almost. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't have one. We didn't have a black restaurant in Lansing with a Class C liquor license. We had beer and wine. And I was the first one in the city. How tough was that for you to get? I'm thinking there may be some racial issues that were difficult to overcome. Was that really kind of a difficult war, or was it something that, no, no, we got it, and off we went? Well, there was four new liquor licenses coming available in the city. Joe Ferguson was on the city council, and who I grew up with. He's like, you know, 
his brother was married to my sister, so we're like family. Gotcha. So he says, well, I, and I applied for one, and I got it. Me and my dad got it, and then we started it open, and then I retired him. And he just go to the bank and do things like that until yeah. he passed away. And that was the same. It wasn't my restaurant. It was our restaurant. It yes. was the people of color. I mean, they had different restaurants, but that was the first one where we could call a really restaurant with a Class C liquor license. Well, and so the liquor license, I got to believe, is pretty important because if you're going to have a fine dining establishment, you want to be able to serve a cocktail or wine or whatever that goes with it. But I want to ask you, you've got an impressive menu, and it also, forgive me for this because I think the sign says great soul food, or what? what's under that tagline? It says Gregory's fine Gregory's soul food. Gregory's soul food. Soul food, yeah. And so there's... Some of you got Mexican restaurants, Chinese Mexican yeah. restaurants, Italian restaurants, so... I thought, and I always said, it's not my restaurant, it's our restaurant. I love that. We got a lot of young males and females that are single that don't like to cook a full meal every day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they'll come down and get our candied yams, our dressing, our collard greens, and things like that, and then maybe cook the meat at home. Yeah, yep, and got it. So they got all those sides you can help them with. Right. <laughs> and. That's why I always call it, it's not my restaurant, it's our restaurant. I love that, Gregory. I think it's so cool, and it really feels like it's where friends meet, you know. And the restaurant itself is beautiful, and it's the menu. I need to get down there, because when I was there with you, I asked you, if I come here and you're going to serve the one thing that you're going to have me go away going, that was the best. You said chicken wings is what you told me. Is that your best? We were known for our chicken wings. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and I catfish, yeah. Well, and chicken wings, probably, when you started to serve them, it seems like the world is uh, tossing chicken wings at you, but I bet you've been doing them for a lot of years, and then you've got all yeah, these and other it, fixings. And it's the recipe. It's the recipe. It's <sighs> the flavor. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And that's uh, Dick Mass, my cousin, and I did that. We started that recipe, and it's still the day. Well, and tell me about that. Was that a lot of experiment to kind of get that figured out? Well, a little bit from my grandmother and a little bit we added uh, into it and it made it different and uh, lightly dusted. We, you know, you get Kentucky Fried or any of them, there's a heavy dust. Oh, yeah, we yeah. We don't have that. We lightly dust. Uh, we lightly. I just love it. Grandma had an influence there too. Man, you know what's important? The family touch in your life is just dripping off of your story. I, I can't believe oh, it. I yeah. think it's so cool. My family were very, very encouraging me as a young man to do what I want to do and treat people good. And that's been my success. I've been blessed. Yeah. And every day when I wake up, uh, I'm blessed. You know, I think before another day, I've been fortunate enough to do a lot of things and see a lot of things, but people has all been my most important thing in my life is people. Well, and before we move on, I just want to mention, I want to encourage people to go to Gregory's. You'll probably see me down there because I'm going to go in and get some of those wings. But Gregory, I want to just confirm, it is at the north end of Martin Luther King and Grand River Boulevard, correct? Right. Gregory Soul Food, they call it on the hill. It's on the hill there. Very good. It's on Grand River and Martin Luther King. Well, and what I want to encourage people to do when they go, because you say it's a restaurant for people of color, but absolutely any color is welcome, correct? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yes. That's the uh, way yeah. I felt when I was there. It was like a homecoming. I was there with one of our friends, Fred Ford, and he knew everybody. I felt like it was so much fun being there. You've got an outdoor patio. You also have indoor dining. But when you go, I just 
got to encourage people to spend some time looking at all of the paraphernalia and people that are on the wall. It is truly the who's who of America that's come through that place and that Gregory Eaton knows. And right now, today, we're getting to know Gregory Eaton right here on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero. We'll be right back. The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. We're back right here on the Leadership Lowdown on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero, and I just love my job because I get a chance to meet some of the coolest people. And Gregory Eaton is certainly one of those, a community leader, lobbyist, and a great businessman, but also somebody that cares about his community and people around him. In our last segment, we talked about your restaurant, Gregory's on the Hill, and I have to suggest as you go into there, I mentioned all the pictures and the history that was there. But, you know, you've kind of lived a little bit of Lansing's history, haven't you? And it's kind of documented on the walls of your restaurant. Yeah, yes, it is. And, you know, it's like for young kids to come in, to come in there and see what their grandfathers, their grandparents have done and been a part of in the society in Lansing. When I first walk in, I got a picture of the House and the Senate in 1963 when I started lobbying. They were my mentors. Uh-huh. And then and the walls inside. And then on the walls outside. It's just a part of our Lansing community to see when kids come up. I got pictures of all the black society people, working class people. And let the young people know that we are, have been, and will be, and encouragement them to get into things and be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. Don't sit on the sidelines is what I'm hearing. Right. right. I mean, at the election nights, we have a election party. Get out to vote, to this, to that. And we do a lot of repasts. The churches have closed a lot of their kitchens. They don't have the labor. So we probably do one to two to three repasses every week. You know? So, Gregory, help me with that. I apologize. Repass is what? When a person passes away and they want to come in and have food and celebrate their passing, of their family members. Thank you. We've always referred to them as funeral dinners, but I like repass. That's a new terminology for me. I think that's interesting. So you would do that with Gregory's, your restaurant, helping that regard catering to those events, if you will. And then, of course, that's a real sense of community at that point. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say, I have given a lot of them away and paid for them all when mm-hmm. people could not afford it. Sure. You know, there's friends of mine. It's just something that I was taught by my parents to give back, and I do that. Yeah. You know, and so many times when we do give back to the community, I think what you're sharing with me is that it comes back to you many times over and over again, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Not only financially, but mentally. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, help your neighbor. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and it doesn't come be, there's not a color there. It's, it's a person. Amen. That's good stuff right there. And, you know, and that's the whole point is that when you think about giving and sharing, there's a feel good thing. And of course, you know, around Christmas, you know, we, we, in the holidays, everybody's buried in all this giving and all the expenses and everything else. But, you know, I think probably in your world, you've demonstrated it in your career that giving back is really one of the greatest gifts of all. And it feels good to you and your soul to do some good to other people that could really use it. And I just love the lesson that you're sharing along that way. Now, Well, you get, don't have to wait to December the 25th. Amen. Christmas should be every day. Giving <laughs> is every day. Great lesson. I'm writing that down, sir. Let me ask you, Gregory, as you think about the businesses that you're in, Gregory plays... The restaurant plays quite a focal point because it's such a gathering point. It has a beautiful outreach to the community and such. But you have some other businesses and different things that you do that keeps you quite busy. And so when you are traveling and moving around and all that kind of stuff, how do you keep up with that schedule? You're not in your 20s anymore. And so you've got quite a history and you've got staff and people that are helping you. But wow, I can't believe the things you're still involved with. Yeah, I mean... You know, my sister, they always get on me. i got to slow down a little bit. But, you know, I think that my nature is to do this. And I don't need to slow down because life will slow me down when it happens. <laughs> yes, that's fair. You'll see it when it comes, right? <laughs> well, and so I'm trying to make sure I understand the sequence of things. You started out as a young man, as an entrepreneur. You've got Gregory's that happened, and that was an inspiration with your dad along the way. You've got that first liquor license that really made a difference to getting you a legitimate restaurant, if you will, in terms of being able to do it all. What caused you to branch out in some of those other things? When did Metro Cars come into your world in terms of starting that, and what did that look like? Well, I met a young man named Cullen Mead who had a ground transportation company. And he wanted to get a bill passed, and I helped him get a bill passed. And he had some partners, and I brought his two partners in and started with him. And then we bid it on the contract with the Michigan Detroit Airport and got a contract with the sedans. I started with 30 Cadillacs. We did our training at the Ritz-Carlton there in Dearborn, huh. you know, speak English, maps, and so forth. So now we have cameras in all our cars. We have about... 1,400 employees. Oh, my. Uh, we have probably 600 pieces of equipment from big buses to coaches to sedans to taxi cabs. Well, Metro Cars uh, has truly done a great things in Michigan and throughout the country. I want to hear more about that when we come back after the break. We're going to take a quick break right here on the Leadership Lowdown. Go pay some bills, and we'll be right back.
the workplace keeps changing and successful companies recognize and embrace change through choice, adaptability, and innovation. DBI offers affordable furniture solutions for countless workspace options that will enhance the performance of your people and organization. DBI helps customers reach their workplace goals from improving worker effectiveness and innovation to brand expression. DBI is your office furniture partner. Learn more at dbiguess.com. And we're back right here on Leadership Lowdown on the Michigan Business Network with Gregory Eaton, and he's going to share him a little bit more about his Metro Car experience. And I can't believe you got 1,400 employees and a bunch of equipment. And so Metro Cars, is that just in southeast Michigan in terms of that location, or are there other Metro Car operations in Michigan? Grand Rapids. We have the airport in Grand Rapids in Detroit. I got you. Okay. That's the contract with the Grand Rapids City airport in Detroit that started with Coleman Young, the mayor yeah, of Detroit. Sure. David got 30 bomb plates from him. And Mr. McNamara was head of the county. Uh, they named the airport after him. Right. Yeah. So, and I went to both of them and I said to Mr. McNamara, I said, we're building a new airport. It's in the future. And Ralph Nader did an article on Detroit cabs like a third world, dragging, bad cage, locked in. And I said, I'm going to put on, I'm going to use Chrysler's, Ford's, and General Motors. I started out with 30 Cadillacs. And like I said, we did our training at the Ritz Carlton near Dearborn. to speak English. And then it starts now, we probably have, like I say, probably 800 persons. Oh, my. Was funding tough? Because, you know, you said 30 cars at the time. I mean, you know, uh, I can remember. I had a black American Express car. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that got you where you need and to be. And I financed them 30 Cadillacs, a black American Express car. Oh, my word. No kidding. Well, and so that had to be quite a moment. And did you, you said you did some training. Did you have a model you were fashioning it after, or was it all gut instinct? Where did that knowledge come from? Well, instant, there was, you know, Carrie Limousine Service. You remember Carrie? Yeah, yeah. Carrie was the biggest name. And we had the franchise from Michigan for Kerry, and oh. then we broke out of them and went on our own, calling me to myself then. So it was just the service. With MetroCars, we found out how many women were traveling and then the security, and that's why we put cameras in the cars. Oh, yeah. I mean, clean cars. We have a bus, and every time a car go out and come back in, they go by the office and get a car, clean car, sweep it up and go back out. Were you pretty particular about that? Because there's an image thing, so it strikes me that that meant a lot to you. Oh, yes, yes. A clean car, jackets, suit and tie, coats, even our taxi cab. I said, Dan's always had it, but our taxi cab drivers within a tie shirt, clean car, clean. The service, you know, when you come out of the airport, you've been on a plane a few hours, you want to go down, get your car, and leave. Yeah. And we wanted to make it as important to people to be able to do that and relax. Well, and I think it's important because on one hand, you want to make a presentation when they come out, but there's a safety component. And let's face it, if you have a beautiful vehicle that's with a uh, representative that looks like they're professional and ready to go, there is a safety feel that presents itself. And then, of course, when you get in a vehicle and it doesn't smell like uh, Saturday night, it smells fresh and clean, there's something to be said about that. Were there lessons learned early on in something like that? Because it strikes uh, me that that wasn't we're easy. We're still learning. 
Ah, right. <laughs> we're still learning. Very good. I mean, you know, and then that's what I like about it. I mean, uh, that's the only business I've had that opens 24-7, never close. Mm. And, you know, you have a responsibility to the government, the airport. you got to have, if car planes come in, they come in, and we've got to have something at the airport. Yeah, yeah. So that's the big responsibility. And like I say, it never closes. 24 hours a day, 365 hours a year. Days a year. Well, because so of reputation, responsibility. Yeah, because of reputation. Tell me about hiring and getting the right people there. Have you found that to be a particularly difficult issue as of late? Well, has it always well, been easy? At, no, it's always been hard. Employment is very hard, and you know today, look at everywhere you go, it's health wanted. Yeah, yeah. You have to take a drug test. You got to have a clean driving record. Because we're responsible for the traveling public. And right, a lot true. of my drivers are independent operators. I got some operators have 25 or 30 cars of their own, and they manage themselves. We give them clean air. We have a contract with the government. We get clean air because propane, all our cars are on propane. And then oh. we oh. switch it to gas. Wow. So it's a clean air. So we've done a lot of things to make traveling easier for the traveling public. Wow. Well, you know, as they say, nothing's easy. And of course, I don't think you probably would find it particularly interesting if it was easy because Gregory Eaton has taken a path that probably is less traveled and has arrived as a very successful businessman all these years later. And we're glad you're here today sharing your story with us right here on the Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. We've got one quick segment left. We'll be right back. Sinair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sinair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sinair.com. This is Leadership Lowdown, and I'm so sad that we're almost out of time right here on today's show because we have such a fascinating individual that's been with us. And, of course, part of what I shared with everyone here today is the story of Gregory Eaton. But, you know, Gregory, I think probably the big part of your story comes with uh, some of the work you did with the Auto Dealers Association. That really probably was something that gave you a lot of your connectivity, didn't it? Oh, yes, it did. Gil Haley friend of my father's in the 1920s his father had a grocery store in the neighborhood and my dad was like eight years I think or older than Gil and he took a liking to Gil and when Gil became at the association the press club was a private club the Lansing press club where my dad worked was supported at bartender there yeah and he introduced me to Gil and I was 16 years old when I met him <laughs> and you know he'd come looking for me at the 
playground and my buddies would call, your white daddy is looking for you. Oh, boy. That's cute. But we had that, that relationship grew with the auditors and the legislature. Look how many people I came involved with. Oh, yeah. At 23 years old. Mm, what a difference. Yeah. And it well, made a difference in my life, and I learned so much from them. You know, from the janitors to the Speaker of the House to the sergeants to staff people. So you got to meet so many different people, yeah. different parts of the state. You know, Gregory, I've always said it's remarkable that the people that God puts in your life, oftentimes at a time when it's most critical for you to know them. And as you look back over your journeys, you can see what a difference that person made because they were there at the right time and made a powerful difference. I think I would be remiss if I didn't at least bring up one detail that I think I heard correct. You have been to a couple of football games that were kind of classic games. Do you want to tell me quickly about that? Yeah, I belong to the Never Miss a Super Bowl Club. <laughs> Which is a very small club, I think. Yeah, well, now it's only three of us. Oh, my word. No kidding. This year, yeah, three of us. You've been uh, to every uh, single you know, Super Bowl since its inception. Yeah, 58. That is incredible. 58 years. Wow. And the tickets were at the Coliseum. The first two were world championships. Yeah. Ten, eight, and six were the tickets. Last year, the tickets were three thousand apiece. <laughs> I was going to say ten, eight, and six. Is that ten thousand, eight thousand, and six thousand? No, it was ten dollars, eight dollars, and six. Right? You're right. Isn't that crazy? Oh my gosh! Well. I think it's so cool. I've never been to a Super Bowl. I've been waiting for the Lions to earn the right to be there. But I just think that's really cool. And, you know, one of the things I guess we're going to want to wrap up our time together because I would be remiss if I didn't at least say the way that you came into my world was because we're working on building the John Smoltz Strikeout Baseball Stadium for young people in downtown Lansing. One of the things I'm so impressed with is that the second you found out it was for young people and we're building it in the neighborhoods where so many people don't drive by, you've got to go there to be there. And that stadium is going up just for those kids here in Lansing. Tell me your thoughts on that real quick. Well, I think that's the greatest thing. Giving back to kids, is that's what we should be doing. Yeah. I grew up in a neighborhood that we had sports and parks like that and that effect, I, that French park, I used to clean it up. <laughs> I worked for the city and clean it up. But yeah, that place you put it, right there, the background with the state capitol, yeah. I think that's, the kids are going to get a kick out of that, and that's going to be a big, and I like to, while we're on the air, you should mention to how other people can help us and help fund this. Yeah, that's a great point. Thank you, Gregory. We're not quite finished funding that yet. If you want to donate, go to Strikeout Baseball USA, which is the website. You can donate there and see pictures of the stadium. Stop by Ferris Park just down the street from the Capitol building off of Walnut Street, and you'll see it there. But look, what's intriguing to me is, Gregory, this stadium build has allowed me to meet a lot of people. But I can humbly say that in all my day and all the time of working on this, I don't know as though I've met anybody that's as intriguing as you, that's such an inspiration and doing such great things for our community. Gregory, I'm honored to know you and grateful for you and your time. Thank you for being with us today. You are something special to the community. Thanks for being a part of it. I want to thank you. And without you, I wouldn't have known about this as much. 
Yeah. And thank you. And uh, that's what we do. That's what people should do. Well, and I wrote it down. It's uh, like what you do and then also giving back. Those are the two key components. That's where we started on this show, liking what you do and giving back. And you certainly are doing that to the community. And you have such a rich history. So grateful for all that you're doing in our community, no matter what color it is. We're all a community. And I love your attitude and your belief system in that. Gregory Eaton, the man, the myth, the legend, and the Super Bowl honoree of every game so far. Gregory, you are special. We're grateful for you. I want to say thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Leadership Lowdown, and thanks for listening to the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero. Can't wait to talk to you next time.